local clusters would help us. Please explain what clusters. Are. <laughs> <laughs> I know we sound like policy makers, but yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I hope I'm not being too technical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, when we're talking about uh, export markets and so on, it's, o- it's always useful to have uh, quite a good stock of product mm-hmm. so that we are constantly meeting the demand for the product. I think it's always bad if we are unable to supply a market. So when we're talking cluster development, what it means is we have a lot of SMEs in the country. And I would give the example of, you know, some of the young people that are in Kalingalinga, for example, mm-hmm. and you're looking at the gates, you're looking at the the frames, the door frames and so on. Mm-hmm. There's obviously skill there. And I think a lot of us do go and purchase from there uh, whenever we're building, mm-hmm. you know. There's a lot of skill. But what you find is that a number of uh, the, it's really just a number of small firms all operating in the same area. Now, if I was talking cluster development, what I would then uh, propose to the people working in that area and in that industry is, why don't we come together so that we're able to fulfill large orders and thereafter, so we're working together and we say, okay, I can get you an order of 100,000 door frames, for example, mm. uh, and you supply this to a government project that's doing uh, construction of schools or so on mm. um, in, in, in the various districts, mm. you know. So then I'd be able to say, we're able to supply this amount. And the reason we're able to do that is because we've managed to bring together all of these small players to produce a standardized product that can be supplied without any hitches. So that's cluster development. And I think it's very important for us to, uh, to, 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 to actually invest in that side of manufacturing because we do have a lot of small players and they're only able to produce to a, cer- to a certain capacity. But if we bring everyone together and our skills together, then we're able to produce more, earn more. And it means then that we're able to access larger markets. And obviously, uh, when, we're, when we have uh, the small players working together, it also allows us as an association to identify if there are any issues, um, if it's quality, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if there are any issues in that value chain and from that be able to devise a strategy that will allow us to help our members uh, to, to, to address the issue, which then means we have a standardized high quality product that is easily supplyable to large markets. And ultimately, that's growth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How, how is the, the cluster different from the multi-zone uh, facility? Okay. Well, the multi-facility economic zones, uh, currently, they promote uh, individual companies. Okay. Um, and a capital requirement, for example, for one is $500,000. Yeah. Exactly. So when I'm looking at uh, small-scale manufacturers, I'm thinking, how do we raise that amount of capital? You know, so I know that the government is also looking at different ways to achieve this through uh, the smaller economic zones. I think they're setting up a number around the country even now uh, that will be more accessible to locals. And I'm pretty sure that out of that would be able to roll out cluster development programs just like this one. No, one that we are working on currently focuses on women in manufacturing and uh, specifically is to do with the textile sector. And we've been able to train even with support from one of our member companies, uh, train a number of tailors uh, in producing standardized products. And the idea behind that, of course, is to get uh, a critical mass of tailors working together. As if I say uh, the mines would like an order of work suits. Uh, Oh, how many? That's where the question comes in, right? So let's say it's a large amount of work suits that are required. Uh, One tailor wouldn't be able to achieve that. 
in, in, in a, st- a stated time frame. But what we have done is taken the approach where we say we'll get a number of tailors who are able to produce a standard product and as a result of that would be able to supply the mines with those worksuits. So that's an intervention that ZAM is doing and uh, we're expecting a consignment of about 100 sewing machines coming in and the idea is to continuously train people in this in this sector. So I, I would encourage the people uh, involved in garments manufacturing to keep a lookout for that one. Uh, I think there's a lot of scope there and uh, it's it's one way to grow. Uh, the manufacturing sector. Uh, Chipego, I want to take you back to uh, the the Proudly Zambian initiative. Yes. Uh, can you highlight some of uh, the the key elements uh, behind this initiative? I know you mentioned one was uh, quality assurance, but in a nutshell, how would the, Pr- the Proudly Zambian initiative contribute to growth in mm-hmm. in, in, in in the association's view? Okay. Um, well, I think one of the major things that we've battled with as an association is a perception about Zambian products. Mm. I think there's generally been a negative perception towards um, the quality, the packaging of Zambian products. And what this initiative would do is allow people to immediately recognize uh, that this product essentially has been through all the processes that are required uh, to make it uh, a proudly Zambian and high quality product. So uh, behind in the, behind uh, the whole initiative really is a collaboration between private sector and government as well. So with ZAM spearheading the implementation but would have key players such as the Zambia Bureau of Standards, uh, the Environmental Management Agency as well, the Competition and uh, Consumer Protection Commission. Uh, all of these players would have to essentially vet Uh, the products, the companies uh, to make sure that the products that are being manufactured or or the services that are being delivered are actually of a a certain standard and what that means then is perceptions change and uh, in my opinion a a proud Zambian campaign also has a soft side to it in that it gives you something to believe in and hope for and uh, I think that's something that we definitely need even as we are looking to uh, advance uh, this particular sector you know, so uh, but yeah, I think that's that's it in a nutshell.